1: Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast at the end of a very long journey. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Lou Gowen. Hello, SWAP Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How. How are you feeling? I, but look, it's, this is the epilogue. This is the peak reds of our entire journey. So, all the other nights, I've been really raring to go. Raw reactions live, SmackDown reactions live, raw wrestle ramble, WrestleMania wrestle ramble. But now, because we're trying to sink back up into normal life, yeah. I got home at 5 a.m. and I slept for four hours. Oof. And then I forced myself awake. Yeah. And then fell back asleep <laughs> for 45 minutes and forced myself awake again. Thank, Thanks to the very kind help of someone drilling. Oh, nice. In the... But it felt like it was in my head. It felt <laughs> like they were putting a picture up in my brain. Oh, mate. Uh, but yeah, I've been up since then. Peek uh, peeking troughs. I'll be excited and running around screaming bird raptor. And then there was a particularly low moment after I had a bath mm-hmm. for no reason at half 12. Yeah. And and I haven't really recovered.
2: How are you feeling? Uh, so I got home <coughs> uh, around 7 a.m. Uh, this morning. Nice. And I, I got into bed. I had a little brief chat with my wife because she wasn't up for work yet. Um, and then I got into bed and I... I was out. Mm. and I was asleep once again. My wife. I, I woke up to a text message from my wife saying I did kiss you goodbye, but uh, there was no stirring you whatsoever. I was like as deep, deep sleep as possible. Like went off at half past twelve, and I, got, I woke myself up, um, answered some tweets, and, <laughs> and texted my wife and things like. I woke up to like a barrage of messages from my wife because we're trying to sort things out for Peru now. So we're going out for dinner with my mum and uh, with just my mum tonight. Actually, we're going out for dinner with my mum tonight, but. My wife also had to sort out our Peru jabs and things like that. So I got like a bit of a a panicked phone call from her (coughs) about like, you're meant to get your jabs done eight weeks before you go to Peru. We go in nine. We need to get them done this weekend.
1: So. Oh, that's a fun weekend to bring you <laughs> back into reality. How many jabs do you need? I have no idea. Ah. My, my wife has sorted them out. I, d- I don't know how are many. Are you okay I'm... with needles? I,
2: I don't mind them too much, to be honest. I think I'll be okay.
1: In fact, I prefer them. <laughs> uh, I, wow. I, I, I know that, you're, not, you're not good with them, I need you? a good month. Pro- I need a blood test. I have booked it. For, I booked it a month ago for May. Yeah. Just so I've got enough time to deal with the fact it's happening. Um, yeah, I, I think I'll be Okay.
2: I'm just, uh, I was feeling a bit sort of dazed and I was on the phone going like, yeah, 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 no, that that all sounds good. That sounds good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We'll sort it out. Absolutely. That's the restaurant you picked. Yeah, no, it sounds great. Sounds brilliant.
1: Where are you going?
2: We're going to a place called Cinnamon Bazaar, I think it's called. It's a carry house. Um, And they've got loads of really nice options. I I was having a look at the menu on the way here. (laughs) Uh, But then on the way here, just fell right asleep again. Just uh, fell asleep on the tube um, at about White City and didn't wake up again until Liverpool Street.
1: What sort of... How how hard was this sleep? Was this a head, back, mouth open?
2: Uh, I, I think probably head forwards. Nice. Um, yeah, head forwards. And then I go, like, uh, ugh. It wasn't like... I wasn't, like, shocked into a wake, but I was like, where am
1: I? Um, I look at people like you on the tube, and I just think, that's sad.
2: You're pushing yourself too hard, yeah. mate. Yeah. That's what I felt like I had done. And... Um, yeah, and then I was, I was like, I finally woke myself up and I was like, oh, I have to go get a coffee. Mm. So I had to go get myself a coffee and a cheese and, uh, cheese and tomato toasty, which I've not really eaten, and now it is stone cold.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know what's happened to my stomach. My stomach's like, well, what what are you doing? <laughs> are, are we sleeping now or are we what? So I, uh, I, I only eat half of something at the moment. Oh, yeah? The last four meals I've had, which probably spans three days... Because I have one meal a day and then bags and bags of chocolate. That's my diet. Perfect sort of carb loading for the marathon. Can't wait. In four days. Yep. Christ. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I it's <coughs> I can't my, my appetite isn't there yet. So yeah, I yeah, gotta sink back up to reality. I might
2: be going for another walk again over the weekend.
1: Nice no, big long walk. Just try to just That'll try to nice. c- compare yourself to the marathon, which you know,
2: I'm pretty sure it's about the same level of exercise. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, as we know, walking isn't exercise. <laughs> that's, a, that's a normal thing that you do. Yeah. Uh, it's not above and beyond.
2: Well, I mean, I just want to thank everyone who has joined us on this uh, incredible journey that we've been on for the past <laughs> week or so. Should we say, should
1: we talk like we're in The Apprentice? This process has been amazing. Oh,
2: yeah, I've learned so much. I've really uh, learned a lot about myself, which I can apply uh, in my future businesses but I will be back, and uh, they haven't seen the last of me.
1: From this process, <laughs> process, process, process. Uh,
2: yeah, no, thank you, seriously, for for the, everyone who's joined us, uh, especially those who discovered us via the metro, as we are one of the uh, top banging pods to listen to over WrestleMania season. Lovable um, Londoners,
1: Yep. Yeah. Luke and Ollie.
2: I I like to think we were the best one. I, I I mean, I haven't seen Jericho put out any other podcast. So do, do you know what podcast you put out today about the Warriors? Uh, you know, the movie. Warriors! It, it, but, no, Come no, to play! No WrestleMania review from Jericho. No G1 review from Jericho. Oh, no, we just didn't do a G1 review either, in fairness. Mm-hmm. But no, no uh, NXT TakeOver review. Nothing of the sort. He didn't do live streams.
1: It's not really his bag, though, is it? No. He, he talks about... Superman comics, despite not having read any for two decades. It's more his wheelhouse.
2: But So thank you very much for everyone who has joined us. Uh, we're going to jump into the show right now talking about Braun Strowman's appearance on SmackDown and diving into the rest of the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Here's the show.
1: Which was a fine show. Yeah. yeah it was I'd a fine so. show. It's sort of caught in that... Between WrestleMania and the Superstar Shakeup next week, where they can't really start much, but they did start a few things. They started a hell of a lot more than uh, Raw did. Yep. <clears throat> but I think Raw lowered our expectations so much based on that really disappointing flat finishing angle that at, well, we we were easier on this show. It wasn't like an all time great after Mania episode.
2: Yeah, no, I I agree with that. But uh, we said about Raw. Really, they only started one storyline, which was the Becky, Lacey Evans thing. And that carried over into SmackDown. But SmackDown also started Randy versus Ali, Owens versus Rusev, Braun versus Joe... Kofi versus the Bar, maybe, or uh, well, when, you know, when his kids eventually turn on Kofi. So an intriguing page cliffhanger, exactly. A brand new gimmick for the Iconics, mm. where they are going to take on the toughest competition, and they took on some really stiff competition this week. Like
1: hey, new tag champs, new
2: tag champs, yeah, the so, Hardy Boys. So really, this was a very packed show. Shane and Greg, there was that was continuous. There was a lot of stuff that was packed into this two hours.
1: I'm liking it more as as we're talking about it. Yeah, actually, actually I agree with that. <laughs> it's not that I wasn't down on the show, but uh, yeah, it was actually pretty good. There was just no killer angles this week. No. but which, we're to uh, I always enjoy. It. We'll get some surprises next
2: week. Um, I'm still thinking we might see um, a Pete Dunne call-up, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless they want to really keep him as part of that NXT UK brand. Or a Buddy Murphy. He lost on 205 Live in his rematch against Tony Nese. So maybe they'll... That'll be Buddy's swan song to
1: the 205 brand to go to either Raw or SmackDown and be in that intercontinental picture. Well, there was a bunch of people who turned up on SmackDown. As there were a bunch of SmackDown people who turned up on Raw. But it was only shocking when The Bar did it. Yeah, uh, but we had Drew McIntyre in the opening segment. The Bar revealed him as the sixth man. But was he really in the match? Mm, Yeah, we'll we'll get on to that. (laughs) Uh, There was... Who else showed up? Braun. Lars. Yeah, and Lars. But yeah, the the main one that we're going to talk about is Braun Strowman. Because there was a segment in the middle of the show where R-Truth and Carmella recapped... Becky Lynch winning, Kofi Kingston winning, Seth Rollins winning.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of recaps of who won at WrestleMania as well as video packages that showed you who won at WrestleMania just in case you were tuning in late to the show.
1: I feel like people are going to call me a hypocrite again. But you wanted SmackDown to be a living, breathing universe. You want people to talk about things that aren't just within their narrow tunnel vision feud. I'm like, yeah, I do. Not all the time. <laughs> there's a balance. But yeah, the, the, every I don't need second. every promo to
2: start with. <clears throat> hey, guys, guess what happened at WrestleMania? Like The building was there. Yeah. They were all there
1: live. And it's all like, I just want, before I say anything, I want to say congratulations, Becky Lynch. <laughs> it's, it's a cunt. So, Carmella and Truth came out. I thought Truth was really good here.
2: He Very congratulated uh, Carmella on beating Andre the Giant in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and that's how she's got her new, brand new trophy that will be around for, a, I'm going to say, three weeks. And then it won't be seen again until yeah. next year's Mania, Or maybe it won't be seen again if it does get
1: renamed to the China Memorial Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the... R-Truth like she was saying no it was the women's battle royal and R-Truth says we're saying the same thing <laughs> yeah. uh, R-Truth's comedic timing and delivery is perfect I, I just want him to be on every week yeah. he's, he's he never gets tired at the moment in terms of like his act uh, but Carmella started to tease that this is going to be the start of big things for her yeah she talked about this time last year she won the <coughs> Smackdown
2: Women's Championship she cashed in Money in the Bank and won the title so skirting around that that was a very heel move yeah and it was down to the iconic speeding up Charlotte Flair but you know Times have changed since this time last year. A lot of things have changed. Kamala's got different colour hair, for example. Um, And so she said that there's going to be... This is a new start for her, and she's going to be back into that title picture this year, which I'm not massively into the idea of. Well,
1: I mean... I thought she was starting a feud with Samoa Joe
2: Well yeah Samoa because Samoa Joe that's came who down came next. out. Joe came down next and completely killed our truth with the clutch. Like he choked him out and then threw him out of the ring via the ropes. Mm. So he essentially just threw him into the ropes and truth had to bundle out of the ring. Yeah, he really sort of held his face.
1: Because those those ropes are very hard and solid. They're taut ropes. There's not a lot of slack in them. If you're just whipped into them uh face first on on the downward descent. Yeah, it's gonna hurt a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh but Joe Joe then cut a very fiery promo saying, kind of getting over how he beat Rey Mysterio in under a minute at WrestleMania, or maybe exactly a minute. And here he is, he just like took out uh our truth here. Yeah. And I thought, okay, is he gonna get over a I can beat people in under a minute kind of thing? I'd be very up for that. He says there's you know, no one can sort of touch me. Whose music should now hit? But Braun Strowman. Braun. And this just felt so fresh. Yeah, it didn't it just? Because it's weird, like, when people show up on Raw, it immediately feels a bit stale. But there's something about a, a Raw guy who's been there for ages turning up on SmackDown. Like,
2: I don't. It's because they're stars. Yeah, it's well, be-
1: <laughs> but it might be that uh, they've presented. With a lot more protections. Absolutely, that that's the key to
2: it. They are presented Mm. on Raw as like the top guys, and they don't go across (laughs) to other brands. Whereas these sort of like lower mid-carder people can sort of float across, unless you're Becky Lynch, I guess, and Kofi Kingston. But yeah, Braun just felt like a really big deal going across to SmackDown, and I think that this segment was really needed for Braun because Braun has been doing nothing but comedy nonsense since. Hell in a Cell really, or since Crown Jewel, Hmm. since um, he turned babyface and lost to Brock Lesnar. I feel like Braun's been kind of stuck in this sort of comedy rut, feuding with Baron Corbin, being put into the title match, being taken out of title matches, then feuding with Colin Jost and Michael Shea from Saturday Night Live and being in the Battle Royal. So I think that Braun needed something where he could come out and be the monster among men once again. And, this,
1: and that, I think this was a, a very much a, a big success for that. It was a soft reset after a yeah. terrible year for him between WrestleMania 34 and WrestleMania 35, which started like, I like the Nicholas stuff, but I said at the time, this is, this is the, the suffering succotash moment. And he was just so horrendously booked in that terrible feud with Kevin Owens where he was the heel, really, and you started to go, oh, man, I feel for you, Kevin Owens. Then he was randomly a heel, uh, out of nowhere, just because they needed a heel, and he sided with Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, the Dogs of War. Yeah, that was an upper card vortex, <laughs> I'd <laughs> yeah. say. And then you got all the start-stop push, like you said. And then yeah, this this comedy battle royal on the on the kickoff show. Yeah, Braun Strowman was one of the hottest things in the company in 2017, and just last year was systematically chipped away at through inept booking. Yeah, it really. But was. this this felt like a, a soft reset. He came out. He didn't just. He felt like a different character. Yeah. He looked leaner on the arms. He, he had—he was not smiling. He looked mean. Mean and lean. He came out looking for a
2: fight. <clears throat> and I think someone like Samoa Joe, that works for brilliantly because Samoa Joe always looks like he's ready for a fight. So I thought this was awesome. And they had this really hefty brawl of just, like, big clotheslines in the corner, Joe kicking him, trying to get in the clutch. That one's the key to this is... Joe couldn't get in the clutch, Braun couldn't slam him, and eventually Joe bailed. And it just gave you enough of a tease to say, hey guys, the Superstar Shake-Up is next week, so mm. both these people could be on the same brand. Either Joe could move to Raw, or Braun could move to SmackDown.
1: Yeah, I. so I would never have picked Braun Strowman to move to SmackDown. That's just not been in my mind at all. But now this has happened, I would much prefer... <coughs> excuse me, voice is finally finding- Uh, falling out of my face Uh, I would much prefer Braun to go to Smackdown and feud with Joe than Joe to move to Raw I think that would really help revamp Braun and just close off that bad year that he's had and just put that behind him new brand back to being a killer although
2: on the flip side of that if Joe does go to Raw that would probably mean that Finn would go to Smackdown who also feels like he's in need of a fresh change of scenery Mm. Um, get him away from Bobby Lashley, get him away from all of that Leo Rush stuff and move him over to Smackdown where he's got like a whole new fresh crop of crump- uh, com- yeah. crumpetition. competition, to- crump- Crumpetition. Crumpets. Yes, uh, uh, thank you very much, Andy. Yes, a fresh batch of crumpets for him to face over
1: on Smackdown Live. Finn Balor does not have that many carbs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can't have a crumpet.
1: Uh, but yes, yeah, so I lose an
2: ab. So, Braun going over to SmackDown, and actually being in that sort of U.S. title picture, it almost feels like it elevates the U.S. title somewhat as well. Yeah. So, I think that's actually really good. Mm. I'd be well up for Braun over on SmackDown. That would feel like a real fresh coat of paint for him.
1: A fresh the, crumpet of paint. The uh, Especially because the, the main event scene on SmackDown is, like, is great. Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan. I mean, well, we don't know what's going to happen next week, but a Braun Strowman injection into that mix... I, it, it's exciting. I, I, it's a lot of potential feuds and uh, storylines that I haven't really considered. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about Braun again. Yeah, just, it just shows like, you know, you can book someone into oblivion for a year, but just with that's why That's why Raw and SmackDown after Mania are so important because it it does allow you to jump start someone. Yeah, like Missy Evans. Yeah, or or Bird Raptor. Yeah, or absolutely Bird Raptor is going to be the biggest thing in 2019. So before we get on to the full show, let's have some super chats. Randy Andy Datsun. I think you
5: may have run people dry of the weekend because you we only had one super chat so far. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, that and no one ever cares about SmackDown, no, so that, that's to um, be expected. But it is from, of course, it's from Tomo. Tomo! Tomo! Uh, who has changed his name to Tomo, Andy Datson's number one fan, um, for whatever reason. You've um, got
1: quite a few fans. I know. People love my and Andy Datson. Is...
5: Bojangles. As they are. <laughs> is that what you're calling that's them? What I've decided. <laughs> Someone just suggested. I can't remember who it was, but it was wonderful. bo um, Bojangles. So his. Really, but wait, but wait, wait, wait,
1: Daddy Bojangles. Yes,
5: because Tatty
2: Bojangles means lady chest.
1: Tatty Bojangles.
2: Yeah, it's, I think it's a it's a um, uh, is it an Ali G thing? Does that feel like it feels way I back know. when?
5: I, I remember someone saying it on Mock the Week, but that's about it. Okay. Um, well, so, mm. but his his super chat is not a question. It's just Bird Raptor for WWE <laughs> Champion.
2: Uh, it's what everyone wants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, oh he's I over. He yeah. is over. Absolutely. He is over. I've just seen a... Uh, Jeff has um, <coughs> oh, he put has. a super chat Hashtag in. Hashtag follow the buzzards. Mm. Yeah. Is it a buzzard? Well, here's the thing. So, we said yesterday in the Raw review, Google a picture of a buzzard. It doesn't look like a buzzard. I've since been told that if you Google American buzzards, it does look like that. And then I've been further clarified. But again, I'm only being told this via YouTube, so it, I could be wrong on this. Americans have been misusing the word buzzard forever, and what they're actually talking about is a vulture. A turkey oh. vulture. Yes, and that's not a buzzard. No, that's not. I mean ornithology so has um... never been your strong spot.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: So that apparently is where the confusion has come from, because as Brits, we hear buzzards, we Google a picture of a buzzard, we see yeah. a buzzard. Yeah. But Americans see a vulture. And that's where and it's not follow the vultures. So apparently that's all that's what I've been told. I don't know how true that is.
5: Oh, we're getting a few more in just because we are talking about people. Um, Nicholas Woodstra says... Into the microphone, Andy. Nicholas Woodstra says, hands on hips, iconic. Oh, yes. I- iconic. iconic.
2: It's very good. They're so great. We'll they had them to. Them um, a bit. God, they were my favourite thing on the show, really. Puff oh, bird Raptor. That, yeah.
1: That's That's an American buzzard. Yeah. Can, can we see that? That America? is a turkey vulture. Well, that's... Yeah, that's... That's what an American buzzard is, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Just checking. I haven't got any incriminating tags over the JBL style. situation.
5: <laughs> um, Six Fingered Jake says, "What is
1: your favourite CM Punk match?" Uh, Money in the Bank 2011. Yeah, it's got to be. It's Money in the, the Bank, the Bank 2011, 2011. Surely that is a five star. Not just. I mean, it's it's a, it's a botch filled match. Oh yeah, it is. They a are falling the over each other yeah. at times, but in terms of a layout of sports entertainment. Drama, the Alberto Del Rio cash in, yeah. the blow of the kiss. I think
2: you can almost compare it to Kofi Bryan in that way, because that was quite botchy at the start, where the, neither of them felt like they were quite on the same page. But the story and everything took over, and they managed to sort of find their groove and then tell an incredible story. And I think the same thing happened with with
1: Punk and Cena at uh, Money in the Bank. Well, I, I love that match so much. I even love it for those botchy faults. For me, those botches just gets over both guy wants to hurt each other mm. and it's it's a it's a big yeah any what What other subjects? yeah we've got from jay Z.
5: I um <laughs> i think he's been very generous he has been jay-z um Gentlemen, thank you for the last five days of live wrestling coverage. You made the 756 hours just fly by. <laughs> you also provided the best moment of the weekend, bringing Pete on full time. It was
2: brilliant. Thanks again, gents. Yeah, congratulations, ah, Pete.
1: Chopper Pete called up to the main roster.
2: My uh, my wife said that she was nearly brought to tears uh, by it. So it was a very really sweet moment.
1: Hey, I'm, I'm a generous guy. Just make yeah. it the boyhood dream. Humble and generous. No,
5: nah, everyone I showed it to was, was, was brought to. Nearly tears as well, so uh, Yes. Mm-hmm. No, not
1: not actual tears. No 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 but just but like, near tears. Yeah, just like oh yeah, I yeah, w well, I don't want people to show show visible emotion, <laughs> but I, I, I want it to bubble beneath the surface. Yeah, you don't want to pixar the situation. No, no, no. no, no. We're we're British.
5: <laughs> uh Paul Pierce says, Mojo
1: Rawley,
2: Mojo Rawley, Mojo Rawley.
1: Mojo. Mo- Mo-
2: <laughs> yeah. Mojo Jojo. Maybe maybe it's going somewhere now. Now he's got the little new face paint thing. It's like when Samoa Joe painted a penis on his face in TNA, Mm. Um, and it was the whole start of a new career for him. Maybe this is what Mojo needed.
1: Yeah, well, he's a great promo. Um, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I've I've not got. I'm I'm not in a give WWE the benefit of the doubt mood after Raw. So Uh, yes, but kick us off with. With what happened on SmackDown, because I took no notes. So, <laughs> for a change,
2: New Day opened up the show. Uh, Kofi was massively over today. They had this big sort of rainbow of balloons, and the crowd were massively chanting, "You deserve it." Mm-hmm. And then Biggie and Xavier Woods cut these wonderful, heartfelt promos. Co- like, Xavier was talking about him, how he wasn't always in WWE, but eventually he quote made it to WWE because that's a, that's where you got to phrase it. You don't you don't go to WWE, you make it to WWE because it's the big leagues. You are you are lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he said that when he met Kofi, it wa- it felt to him like meeting one of his heroes. And so he was so, like, just thrilled to have been a part of Kofi's celebration. And I think you can see that. If you look at that image of Kofi winning, Xavier, like, the way that he's hugging Kofi, it's so lovely. He's ugly crying. He's like this.
1: (laughs) That's his face. Good for
2: podcast listeners. And um, yeah, and like we've been saying, the video that's on Twitter of uh, MVP and Shad Gaspard watching the match and then both crying while they're watching it—it's just like it felt like a really lovely, lovely moment, mm. and it was a lovely, lovely moment. And I just felt like this was this capped it all off with Kofi and Biggie being able to say these very nice things. It's awkwardly staged because they're standing in a row but still having to try and talk to each other, like a bit like we are, but we sort of angle each other.
1: Yeah, oh, I I, I didn't mind it. I think it was it was a really nice setup as well with this rainbow of balloons over the ring, pancakes in the ring post in the corner. I'm like, this... I, I don't feel like this is devaluing the title at all. <laughs> like, I, I always looked at the New Day as a tag team act or like an intercontinental, you know, mid-card title act because of just how cartoonish their, their gimmick is. But here they are holding the WWE Championship and I'm like... This is brilliant. Works really well. Yeah. And uh, Biggie got his split spot in again. Yeah, absolutely. Because
2: the crowd started chanting. Because like, he thought about doing the splits and the crowd erupted into applause. And it felt like a really ad lib moment of like, go on, do it again. Yeah. Yeah, do it again, do it again. And Biggie then started making a joke about, we've only got so much time out here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But he did it. He did it anyway. I mean, they probably sacrificed time on the main event because yeah. of it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> quite. But this felt like a really lovely and charming
4: <laughs>
2: and genuine moment. And Kofi pointed out that his. Kids, the, the Kofi Kidstons were at ringside and Chi-Chi was at ringside as well. His wife got a Chi-Chi chant from the crowd, which really,
1: like that made Kofi break up a little mm. bit, really, and, and burst out laughing. One of, our, one of the people watching the live stream said that their dog is called Chi-Chi. So when everyone started chanting Chi-Chi, it freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> Did not know what was going on. Uh, but then, so we're, we're like, well, where's this going to go? I said, Daniel Bryan's music's
2: going to hit in a minute. And that will be where you get the heat. And I joked, or the bar. And I was about
1: to say, I mean, yeah, because that would be rubbish, wouldn't it? I'm not kidding. Beat, the bar, like Seamus' music hit, they come <laughs> down. And we were just like, oh, my God, no. It was one of
2: my favourite moments of the live stream.
1: Yeah, but, but, look, that makes sense. I don't agree with what they did on, on Monday night, but they did do it. It makes sense for them to come out here and... You know, there is a continuity. It's not exciting or dramatic, but it does make sense.
2: But it doesn't make sense when commentary then say, Well, the New Day are <laughs> looking for redemption for what happened on Monday night. And I'm like, They won. Yeah. They beat them on Monday. There's no redemption to be had.
1: Uh, anyway, the bar just sort of trash the New Day for a bit. And then they challenged them for a six man for the main event with the Scottish cycle path, Drew McIntyre. I feel Drew McIntyre who came down. And yeah. So, I, someone someone messaged me to say that I joked that it would be Baron Corbin, but I got Drew McIntyre and I was still cynical about it. Drew McIntyre has been teaming with Baron Corbin for months. Look, I feel like they're in the same mid-card of cool-off period. Look at the match Drew had with Roman yeah. that, at WrestleMania. It's not... It didn't feel like a big oh, oh my god, name. If that was well, I wouldn't want it to be Braun Strowman. But look at how Braun came out later, and that felt like a genuine big moment and impactful. Whereas the Drew Drew McIntyre, Drew
2: has been massively cooled off by his booking mm. since the split with Dolph Ziggler. Actually, even before then, I think as soon as the Dogs of War became a faction, he really cooled off, and he's only cooled off more and more and more. And he had that. Little, He had some good moments after he sort of like finally went solo and he was beating up all three members of the Shield. He did have his moments, but you've only got to look at that WrestleMania match to see that the crowd don't buy into him as this
1: dominating heel at the moment. And that's not because of Drew. That's just the way that Drew's been presented. He's always been booked more often than not as doing someone else's bidding. Yeah. He's been the the other part of a three-man faction and he's not the leader. Yeah. So if WWE is suddenly like, hey, look, now he's a big deal and they book him in a load of things, it will. It takes a while you've for people rebuild. to accept him as that. Yeah, you've got to rebuild. From there. <coughs> anyway, that's the main event set up for the... The end of the night. But we've got another six-man
2: tag to kick us off uh, match-wise. It was Alistair Black and Ricochet and Ali versus Andrade, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Three former NXT champions in this match. Um, I enjoyed when everyone did the sit-down spot. That was great. That was good fun. Yeah, that,
1: that, they all had their own ways of getting into it as yeah. well. Of course, Black did the the k yeah. the K-Brada the k brother. <laughs> uh, Mustafa Ali rolled through the uh, top and middle ropes I yeah. can't remember Ricochet did the same thing
2: as well but like oh, they were he? they were sort of on opposite sides of the ring I just assumed Ricochet not opposite sides but they are on different sides uh,
1: a shooting star Phoenix <laughs> splash reverse senton
2: but it was lovely and they sat in there and they did that um, everyone ran wild hit their big moves Zelina Vega caused a distraction to her IRL husbands um, oh. for a near fall I no I was just going to say there
5: were two married couples in this match, but it was interesting that one was on one was one was on the same side and one was on the opposite side. Mm. I,
2: I was about to say who's the other one, but yeah, I, yeah, I forgot the liner was out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So thanks Randy. Um and uh yeah and then Ali hit the four fifty nine Friday and got the win. Nice for the baby faces. Very house showy but yeah, good fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a good match. Got an NXT chance as well. And then everyone's there, they're celebrating. Randy Orton Legit out of nowhere. The crowd didn't even react to him coming in, so it must have been very quick how he got in there. RKO on Ali. Yeah,
2: a really, really lovely RKO on Ali, setting up a little feud between them. <laughs> Which car- I, I'm carrying into that on
1: feud. carrying on the feud that they sort of were starting earlier this year. I'm trying to think of how it would work. Is there any way Orton can hit an RKO on the O54?
2: No because he lands with his head facing He'll, find, the a temp- yeah, they'll He'll find, find a way,
1: way. Um, He'll twist him as he comes down Although
2: I'd like to see Orton go to Raw
1: Yeah uh, I, I don't really Care about where Randy ends up I mean I'm not massively into mm. it Do you mean Orton or Datsun Oh yes Orton <laughs> yeah.
2: um, I was thinking about this as well Excuse me. It's talking about people who weren't on this show I could almost see Daniel Bryan going to Raw and starting a feud with Seth Rollins over the universal oh, title wow, cuz we initially were saying we were initially saying AJ but AJ's now injured I think a good replacement for that would be Daniel Bryan going mm. over still as the planet's champion, carrying around his Hempyweight Championship, and just introducing almost pretending that the Raw audience doesn't know that he lost the championship uh. on SmackDown and he's just pretending he's just presenting himself as the champion
1: of RAW and the champion of the of the planet. That could be good. But Orton just starts to storm down the ramp afterwards. Making doesn't... fun of the lights. Yeah, that was great. He was pretending to be blinded by them, which is a reference to the weird lighting situation over the weekend where whatever venue WWE were in, there'd just be a load of lights blinding a portion of the audience. Yeah,
2: uh, apparently, the, uh, according to Orton, the crowd that had the lights in them missed 90% of the match because they would just had these lights blinding directly in them. And if, if you look at the picture that Orton shared, on you, you can't see a thing.
1: And that's like... It, that must suck for him as well. Yeah. Like, he wants people to see the match. Yeah. He got it an effing great match. It was a great... I really, a really, really like AJ really versus good. Orton. I thought it was awesome.
2: Um, and then, as if that wasn't enough from out of nowhere, Kevin Owens showed up and stunned Rusev. So, like, uh, uh, equally just from out of nowhere. Which I think Rusev is still selling. Yeah, it was. Lovely <laughs> comedy goofy selling from Rusev. So, yeah, so you could have set up another mini feud there mm. as well.
1: It's good stuff. I, I mean, I'm not totally into the idea of Owens versus Rusev. I think Owens should be in the main event mix. Uh, you know, former Universal Champion Kevin Owens, lest we forget. I felt like this was kind of a a little reset of KO's character as well. Yeah. he He wasn't the talk show guy. He wasn't the look, I'm just a family guy and I'm dropping the phone. He 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 seemed very serious here, but as a babyface. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping they make something good of Owens. He's one of the most talented people in the company. See what the dark match
2: was for no. SmackDown? It was Owens versus Zane. Oh.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I want that match, but I don't want that now. I want it after two years of a babyface tag team together. Yeah.
2: Uh, Caleb Braxton was backstage interviewing the Usos to <coughs> congratulate Kofi Kingston, and they plug the uh, first time ever match between them and the Hardys later on tonight. Then we got the Carmella stuff with Truth, Braun, and Joe. And then we got... Bird uh, Raptor. I...
1: <laughs> oh, I was going to do Iconics.
2: Bird well, Raptor was now. Well, Iconics came out... And then we got the Bird Raptor promo, right? Because it's that sort of like weird WWE stage where someone comes out, then they cut to a backstage thing, and then you carry on the segment that you started the segment previous.
1: They also went to shake Braun's hand, because yeah. they passed him as he was walking out. Ships passing in the night. Yeah, Braun. Oh, I can't wait for that feud.
2: <laughs> but yeah, then we got the Bird Raptor promo, which was
1: wonderful. It's still great. I, I want because the iconics were so good. We're gonna get onto it. I want the iconics to just, if they're on the same brand, if they're on SmackDown with Braun, to just jump around him. Hey, Braun, what's going on? Leave me alone. I, just, I know I want serious I Braun, but I also want that. Um, yeah, I love this
2: Bird Raptor gimmick. Uh, I, I've, first time I've seen Laurie in a couple of days, uh, so, and it's the first time he's seen the Bird Raptor promo. He said, That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Mm. Yeah,
1: I love it. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. to see demonic Jim Henson, Bray Wyatt. I think it's gonna be great. Well, the uh the Amazon Prime Order is scheduled to arrive tomorrow. Excellent news. So check tomorrow's news for for maybe we get our own bird raptor. But let's talk about what was objectively the best thing on this show. And
2: that was the iconics. They came out, newly won tag team championships round Ow. their waist. Um recapped what happened at WrestleMania. And well the, done, Becky. Well done, Becky. And then they were talking about how they're gonna be fighting champions because that's what champions do they were talking like it was like a babyface promo and they revealed and it was a brilliant camera reveal for the live for the home audience because you could just see the iconic standing of the ring and all of a sudden It just feels like it pulls out ever so slightly to reveal these two jabroni standing in the corner it was genuinely really
1: funny. Yeah, it was. It was sort of that uh, we've been here the entire time. Yeah. You have kind of reveal. They're wearing the most indie gear possible. Yeah. Very basic, but just with some tassels on a knee pad. And this was. The, we said it. This was the most relevant or in, or engaging at least the women's tag belts have felt yeah. since. Bailey and Sasha won them yeah. and they had that really nice emotional moment but nothing's been done with them since I know stuff has but it's not been successful important
2: stuff yeah. and I think you put it best when you said this was Edge and Christian like this felt like Edge and Christian when they were in their proper like dude bro phase they were in in 2000 with the five second poses and things like that and once you said that, I thought, of my, and with this segment, I, like, I want them to hold these belts for a long time. Mm-hmm. I hope that WWE give them a really good run with these belts because uh, they could get over. They could get massively over with this, but particularly Billy Kay. Billy Kay's comedic timing is very, very good. I think she is. She's my favorite promo of the two. Peyton Royce, I think, is the better wrestler. But I think Billy Kay is my favorite promo of the two. Because she then says, they've got a 45-0 and 0 win record. And the face she pulls to say, that's impressive. to so this crowd that clearly know that she's lying,
1: it really made me laugh. And then you've got Corey Graves on commentary going like, I've checked Wikipedia. That is true. Mm. It's... It's, it's, it's really inspired to, to... Well, it's not inspired because this is what they were doing in NXT. Yeah. like This is the characters they always should have been. And loads of people have always said, why do you like the iconics They're rubbish. And if you've only watched the main roster, much like the Revival, yeah, yep. y- you're right if that's all you've seen. But we know how great they can be from their work down in NXT. And it seems now, hopefully... Cold coffee. Yeah, it's cold. That's very cold. Hopefully, now they'll get a chance to show how good they can be.
2: Yeah, I I thought this was great. Mm -hmm. Um, They they were called the Brooklyn Bells, Uh, Carissa and Kristen. Uh, Then the cutback stage, and uh, Paige here was watching. And Kristen did get a, um, a hot tag roll up at one point for a near four, but the Iconics won. Um, what a big win it was for them as well, yeah. like knocking off this undefeated team. Yeah. I, I, I loved this segment so, so much.
1: I, there was a moment in there at the start where I thought, oh my God, they're just going to be baby faces now. <laughs> but now it's like any team that holds the women's tag belts because they've got to do media are going to be baby faces. So when they revealed. That it, and, and it's just like it's a different way to do a heel act. Yeah. There's so many acts in WWE right now where it's ragging on the fans or low blows, but this is like no, we believe we're we're great. You surely think we're great too. Yeah, and I, we I just beat I, this really team.
2: Just got a forty-five no undefeated record,
1: and then uh, they, sorry, gone. I was just gonna say, I'm very excited to see. This carry
4: on.
2: Hopefully. So they'll lose the titles next week. <laughs> um, because Paige here uh, was backstage and she was interviewed by uh, Kayla, who seemed surprised that Paige yeah. was there. Sorry, I
5: was going to say I, that really annoyed me. Like, what are you doing here, Paige? She works there. <laughs> said
2: the library, oh. like, Pretty sure Paige works here, doesn't she? She's she, still employed by SmackDown. She also, is, over. Is that Kayla Braxton? Because
5: I thought it was someone new. Oh,
1: no. I, th- I said it was because Because Dasha Fuentes was fired. Yeah. But, but I thought, thought, was I thought so- that was Kayla. It's not a one-in-one out. But I've thing. searched in... Yeah, I've- it's it, Kayla. It is oh, it's okay. Kayla. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, don't correct me. But, yeah, she, she just sort of, like, swanthers over. Hey, girl, I don't- what are you doing here? I was like, oh, God, they're not doing segues anymore. They're
2: doing...
4: <laughs>
1: they're doing rubbish Hollyoaks acting but uh, Paige was
2: here to say that she just wanted to get a closer look at the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions and she's going to bring some uh, impressive competition next week and I know a few people have said like oh the Sky Pirates Sky Pirates don't need Paige Paige mm. doesn't need the Sky Pirates but um, I could certainly see like a Rhea Ripley like uh, Rhea Ripley with, mm. with someone else Dats has got his hand up I think they could use Paige because Vince won't trust them on the mic. So they could have Paige as their
5: voice. But That's the only really re- only reason why. because
2: the, uh, they, do, they don't go together. Mm. They, no, they, 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 they don't, don't, don't go, go together. But, just, but yeah, they, those are two pieces that do not join R- together. R- Randy's Pritchard him. But as you seen with Asco, all that
5: Vince mind. trusts her to do is just shout random words in in English. So they probably won't do the same for the Iconics, would you think? Hmm. No, no, Iconics, they're Sky Pirates.
2: I, I think it'll be someone like a Rhea Ripley or someone like an actual, like, a real a big... I don't know, because you don't want to bring up Rhea Ripley as a baby face, maybe. I don't know. So, but do you know what? It's got me intrigued for next week. Yeah. And yeah, I really want
1: to see it. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. Out comes uh, a, a bastard and bruised Shane McMahon. So, by the way, that was the first hour of the show. Yeah. That was that was all really solid to above-average stuff.
2: Really enjoyed yeah. it, yeah. Then we've got the, uh, the Did You Know graphic that was talking about how... Um, Hey, Raw, after Mania, was the most talked about thing on Twitter, uh, more than the basketball game. And I'm like, mate, that basketball game drew nearly 20 million viewers. You drew your lowest ever viewing figure for the Raw after Mania ever. Don't be bragging about the basketball game, mate. It's all spin, isn't it? It, it is. It's the way that you spin it. But it's Kinda. okay, because people talked about it on the social media, so that's, that's what make, that's what counts.
1: They were complaining about it. The reason it was so big on social media yeah. is because they were saying what a rubbish finish and retweeting each other. Yeah, but you know people talking about it
2: on Twitter, so that's all that sort of matters. Um, Shane, it was weird. Shane had this really weird moment because he came out limping a little bit. And he had this black eye, but as soon as the ad break came back, after he seemed fine. Mm. It seemed
1: like he wasn't really selling it at all. The first half of this segment as well, I, w- I would have cut. It was again. Congratulations to Becky Lynch. Congratulations to Kofi. Sort of recaps everything that happened at Mania, and then goes into his stuff with the Miz. Yeah, how he do, you know got his hands up with Miz dad. That stuff was okay, but I would have just had that condensed down to a thirty second bit at the start, and then start with the good Greg Hamilton bit.
2: Yeah, I was going to say this did go on for a long time, but when once the Greg stuff kicked in, that's when it got really good because yeah. Shane brought in Greg Hamilton to do the the best in the world gimmick and. He he felt that Greg wasn't doing it as well. He wasn't getting the right fire that he had at WrestleMania. Grabbing him by his tie and then starts dragging him by his tie up the ramp all the way up to the, the top of the stage. And finally, Greg Hamilton gets it right in Shane McMahon's eyes.
1: So what was... Yeah, and he was trying as Shane was dragging him by the tie. And he says, you know, you've got to do this. Otherwise... There'll be repercussions. There'll be repercussions. And you're like, well, oh, it's making it harder, not just from the pressure, but also because he's being dragged by his necktie. So what was Shane going... What were the repercussions going to be? Fired, maybe? Ha- I just felt he was going to hang him.
2: <laughs> hang him at the top of the ramp. I think he was more like more like a fine, I yeah. would imagine. You know, like those referees. <laughs> um, basically, the, the the key to this is the crowd trying to see
1: him punk. Mm, which Shane acknowledged. He just went, oh, please. Yeah. I like that. Uh, but the it's because they were bored, though. Oh, and best in the world. Yeah. The best in the world. But my key to this is... It's Greg Hamilton is an excellent ring announcer. Make your people at Ringside also have personalities. I want the officials to be called by their names. I want the the backstage interviewers to not be robots. I want to know the name of the medical staff. Yep. I like it when I know all this.
2: I thought Greg was great yes. in this segment. I thought he was really, really solid. I really love his voice. Stuff. I love yeah, his voice. He is good. Uh, recap of Undertaker at Raw. Uh, I've just written in my notes here Richard Attenborough because you told me to write that down.
1: Ah, because so, do you know why? Because of Bird Raptor. Because we were going to do a, a Richard, a, a David Attenborough. Yeah. Oh, I've written Richard Attenborough. <laughs> Welcome to Bird Raptor. We were going to have a David attenborough, attenborough, attenborough. style. Uh, Does work. Nature, it's bird Nature documentary on Bird Raptor. Bird, bird box. of prey. Yeah. Do it again. You, you had a. It's natural habitat. Yeah. <laughs> and now we see the Bird Raptor in his natural habitat. The car. The box.
2: <laughs> the Fight Club reference. Yeah. Uh, and now we got uh, the tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Uh, my words are brilliant. And it's the Hardy Boys taking on the Usos for that. <laughs> bit of a dream match, this. I didn't realize this, this was a first time match. I'd have probably thought they'd have crossed paths at mm. some point. Just by accident? Just by yeah. accident, yeah. But it was nice to. This was like. It was played up as quite a big deal. A, a bit
1: botchy at times, again. But uh, it really picked up by the end. Mm, last half of this match was very good. Yeah. And the, the last few minutes. Were really on the edge of your seat stuff, and uh, yeah, I got the um, near the end. I thought I think the Hardys might go over here, and they did, and that's cool. Like again, it's that time after mania period where everyone can be revamped. Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy have been awfully mishandled over the last year, in particular Matt Hardy especially, but now they've got the tag belts. It frees up the Usos. It changes the SmackDown tag division. I, th- I feel excited about what's going to happen.
2: And this was. This wasn't Broken Hardys. This wasn't Broken Matt. This wasn't V1 Matt. This wasn't Face Paint Jeff. This wasn't Charismatic Enigma Jeff. This was 1999, 2000, Hardy Boys with a Z. It was like a, it, a time machine had ha, uh, had come into play. Doc Brown had brought them from 1999 to appear here in 2019, 20
1: years later. Yeah, it was a good nostalgia pop. Had and the win. pants and everything. But as we saw when they first came back in 2016, WrestleMania 33, mm-hmm. I believe, that 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 they were also their old gimmick there, and it grew tired very yeah. quickly. Like the Deadly and boys they as well. weren't over well they were over but they weren't as over as when they came back that pop when they returned was insane absolutely that's um, yeah so hopefully next week they change up their gimmick
2: um but yeah, uh sal and q from impractical jokers loved it they were mm-hmm. celebrating in the front row uh, they announced that they are eight-time tag team champions usos to raw yeah 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 certainly possible i'm saying certainly possible and then kayla got into the ring in a very groovy suit you loved her Orangey velvet suit that she was wearing, With
1: flares on at the bottom.
2: It was very Austin I Powers. Did. She wasn't wearing that earlier. Was I think she? she was, yeah. Was that, oh, hi, Hardy Boys. What are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> and um, yeah, and then all of a sudden, they're about to get this promo. Lars Sullivan comes out and kills the Hardy Boys. Echoes of Brock Lesnar's debut in 2002, mm. when he like, his first feud was against the Hardy Boys.
1: Um, so yeah, real echoes of that. I was worried when Lars came down that it would make the Hardys and the Tag Team Championships look a bit weak because he's going to beat them both up. But by the end of the segment, I didn't feel that. Mm -hmm. So uh, whatever they did, I can't quite put my finger on what. Maybe it's because they just wrestled a match. Uh, But I felt like everyone came out looking better.
2: Yeah, Lars came out and he absolutely destroyed the Hardy boys. I joked that perhaps he's trying to kill the Attitude Era, uh, going after Kurt Angle, going after Matt Mm -hmm. Hardy.
1: Uh, and Jeff Hardy, until you pointed out to me, then who is he going to go after next? Yeah, I think it's more, this is the Raw and SmackDown after Mania crowd, they like the legends, let's get easy heat that yeah. way. So I don't see it being an Attitude Era killer gimmick. Uh, stop doing the headbutt. Yes, absolutely. Stop it, it. Aside from the
2: fact it shouldn't be done anyway, it looks crap. It oh, I does, don't think it looks crap. I think it looks really, really crap. Mm-hmm. I think just, it looks like he falls over. As he's not diving into it. He's got because, one arm, like, yeah. here, not he? It's, it is. It basically just, like, it's just like dead weight. He misdads it all the <laughs> way down. It's the misdad headbutt. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think his pants are still stupid. Lars, run on his last. I think he looks bad. But the diving headbutt's rubbish. Anyway, so do you remember on Raw where Becky Lynch came out and bragged about how she was Becky Two Bells and then got by Lacey Evans? Well, they just did that again on SmackDown. It was the exact same
1: angle on SmackDown. Sometimes you've got to repeat spots to get it over, (laughs) haven't you? Yeah, so Becky came down. She cut the exact same promo. Not the exact same promo. That's hyperbole. But it was very, very similar. And she got Becky two belts uh, chanting again. Uh, There was an interview with Gorilla Position where they asked her, are you allowed to say belt? Yeah, because that's what holds your trousers up. And Becky just said, I'm the double champ. I can do whatever. (laughs) It was a great answer and a a very good question. Yeah. didn't think about belts and how much Vince hates that word. I love James D, mm. though. He's very good at his job. But the Becky said all that, and I thought, oh, okay, so someone different is going to come out. That's what I and thought. And then Becky can feud with two different people on both brands, and then maybe you build towards money in the bank while she has to defend both belts in the same night. Oh, that's exciting. That's underdog whilst while still making her the top thing in the division and very strong. It's a, that's a great balance to strike but it was just Lacey Evans again.
2: Yeah, Lacey Evans came out and clocked her. Uh, uh, again, I'm all for Lacey Evans. I think it's good to get uh, a fresh feud for Becky Lynch, move her away from the the Charlottes and the Ronda Rouseys and get her into some, a new program. So I'm all for that. As I said in the review, yeah, it would have been better if it was Naomi or Ruby Riot or Sarah Logan or like Sasha um,
1: Banks and Bayley. Sasha Banks or something. Those like, are the yeah, ones. Absolutely.
2: There's like uh, yeah yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm a bit past them now, but that's that's not their fault. It's WWE. That, it's
1: after Mania. You can revamp people. Well, she's got the Hardys
2: just won the tag belts. Sasha Banks has got her personal problems. Apparently, she's got personal issues. That's why she can do talk shows. Um, so I, I'm all for the Lacey Evans thing um, mm. at, at present. And again, as I said in the Raw review they're finally doing something with two of those six people that they called up uh, in December last year. So, and we've been asking for them to do something with them and they're doing something with them. So, I'm all for
1: that. I am not into Lacey Evans. I think it's a cartoon gimmick, which usually I'm not against, but she needs to be built up beyond just walking out and walking backstage again. She needs to be built up with matches before she and her cartoon little gimmick puncture this beautiful Becky realism that she's somehow managed with Ronda Rousey. I get that people are optimistic. It's that time of year where you're looking ahead at things. I'm su- I've am certainly done that with a lot of things. However, you're all going to come back to me in a couple of months' time and go, oh my God, this Lacey Evans-Becky Lynch feud is still going on. Becky Lynch is cooling off considerably. You were right, Ollie. So... Let's see then. I uh, want to be wrong, yeah. but this
2: is this is what they're gonna do. I, I yeah. Just so negative. I just don't know why you hate SmackDown so much. <sighs> I hate women.
0: <laughs> that's the, that's <laughs>
2: sorry, the difference. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I apologise. Yeah. Um, anyway, our main event, such as it was, was New Day versus Drew McIntyre and the Bar. Drew McIntyre, um, Sami Zayn also came out to. Okay, so Sami. Bars of
1: War. Yeah. Dogs
2: you go of with Bar. <laughs> Sorry, Sammy Zane on. came out, his gimmick appears to be now, a cry- we thought it was a, like Daniel Bryan on Raw. It's now Lacey Evans and Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. He came out and then was like, no, you're not worth it, and walked to the back. Now that Lacey Evans isn't doing it, because that's what Lacey's gimmick was supposed to be. The, the catwalk, she was walking down to the ring and telling people, you're not worth my time and walking back. From my understanding, that's what it was about. Hmm. That was just never conveyed in either A, her performance, or... Or be the commentary. I agree. Or see everything else. Hmm. Um, but that's what Sammy did here. He came out and
1: was just like, no, you guys aren't worth my time, and threw the mic down and left. Yeah. After the entire crowd sung his entrance music and cheered him, what a heel turn. Yep. Home run. Hasn't quite worked. Um, and yeah, so the first thing that Drew did,
2: he did this Alabama <laughs> slam to Woods on the table. Which was great. Which was great. And Xavier
1: sold it fantastically.
2: Then we got an ad break. We came back. Biggie was doing a hot tag, and Drew was never seen. I have no idea what happened to Drew. He just he disappeared. He Kayla Braxtoned. He Renee Younged. Mm. He just went. He just disappeared.
1: Yeah. So this was this match got started with about nine minutes of the show left, and they needed to get an ad break in as well. So we missed a hot tag. Uh, that obviously came in the ad break. Drew being transported back to his home planet obviously happened in the ad break. So. But we only really got four minutes of this main event. Uh, thank God they didn't cut anybody wishing Becky Lynch and Kofi Kingston congratulations yeah. for winning the belts. Uh, it was it was yeah, it was a house show main event that didn't even get the time that would have made it properly fun yeah so it's a bit of a failure as a as a final segment yeah nowhere near the level of the previous night
2: it was just there so the good guys could win and kofi could celebrate in the ring with here with the kofi kidstons and chi chi and that was very lovely um i thought they might use this to try and set up a drew program with kofi kingston Mm -hmm. but um yeah drew just as you said his
1: planet needed him he had to go now i loved the final shots when Kofi brought in his kids and Chi Chi and they're all just celebrating, it's still genuinely lovely and I just I love it. Especially when like the the elder kid got on the turnbuckle again and then just started playing with Big E. Yeah. Like,
5: oh, you so killed all of you.
1: It is adorable. So I want them to keep doing this for a cup for like a month. And then Big E to slam one of the kids. Not not <laughs> Big E. But then then something terrible happens, like uh yeah like whatever the program is with the next person usually Samoa Joe he likes targeting people's families yeah ooh that they, they they come out and they ooh chi chi <laughs> and they just lay waste to everyone not the kids but maybe the kids are made to watch i don't know i'm a sick man <laughs> i just it like it's just it'd be nice to build up and then just go crazy yeah um but it was fine
2: it was just too short and i think with hindsight i'd have cut the sammy thing i'd have cut down the shane mcmahon thing and given more time to this main event yeah agreed agreed it's uh, still a fun show fun show uh yeah i gave it a low smacktastic. what were you yeah i'd say a low smack yeah yeah cool randy datson
5: yeah i mean i just i just
2: thought it was actually the first time no I no ha- i wanted questions but I, don't, I don't want to hear your thoughts
5: <laughs> i just thought it was the first time i haven't liked becky in ages because it was just it was just word for word last night and she was like oh I'm not going to get anyone attack me now and then she goes up and turns around and it's like anyway that annoyed me again I don't want your opinions right yeah Uh, okay Uh, start recording says
2: what is your favourite open challenge of all time Uh, Kevin Owens' debut yeah yeah yeah. against John Cena didn't lead to a match but it really like it made Kevin Owens seem such like a major deal coming out as the NXT champion and yeah, like I, I thought, Kevin was just so good in that moment, hmm. and
1: yeah, and then they had that match, and Kevin Owens won. It was really good. Was Neville versus Seth Rollins an open challenge? Uh, I might yeah, that, that, thats th- what
5: someone said in the chat. That was their yeah. favorite.
1: Okay, I so I I agree the Kevin Owens debut is it, top, but just for the sake of having a different answer, yeah, uh, that. If that was an open challenge, that match was incredible. Yeah. And I bought in to Neville beating <laughs> Seth Rollins uh, as the whatever championship it was at the time. Hey, he'll never get over. T shirt company, <laughs> mate. Uh, Randy Jetson. Uh,
5: Tomo. Tomo. Oh, how long will the Iconics hold the belts? I, in fact, I only want Luke. Uh, oh, sorry, I've ruined this. I only want Luke's
2: opinion. <laughs> I was going to say Ollie, but hell, ruin that. <laughs>
1: I've been on your side. I know that's why I got I to inter- re- reintroduce tired. you.
2: <laughs> I um okay, well, thank you, Randy. Um, I uh a long time. Uh, I don't I don't want them to hold the belts forever, but I think they could get a really good run with them. I think this is an act that could get massively over um to a WWE crowd. Yeah, four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they'll they'll have lost it by SummerSlam, which will be four months. Yeah. <laughs> um,
5: I was do you, with you do you think Asker needs a manager? That is from Manchetta.
1: No. <laughs>
5: uh, start recording again. Says, could the street profits be as popular as Crime Time?
1: Were Crime Time popular? That's what I thought when I read that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they could be more popular. Yeah, they would be way more popular. Yeah. Yeah,
2: because I don't think Crime Time were really that over. Yo yo it? yo. Mm. They uh, had. Hands down, one of the grossest segments I've ever seen WWE do when Lita had her farewell moments and they stole her gym bag and started selling her underwear to the crowd. And I think they had like, um, they were making jokes about her having venereal diseases and things like that. It was so great. Lita um, has gone on record to say that she was so upset by the whole thing and it was... Not funny, and it really doesn't hold up at all. It's gross. That's an- uh Jack Dolan, not a question, but he says,
5: recast Seinfeld with wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is probably
2: more a question oh, for you. I'm not a Seinfeld what? guy. I'm a friends
1: guy. Um, Kramer would be, well, Jerry, Jerry's Sammy Zayn, right? Uh, George would be, <laughs> this is tough. Who's Who's neurotic? George would also be Sami Zayn. <laughs> just, everyone is Sami Zayn. That's nope. tough. I need to think about that question more. Uh and the last
5: thing, uh everyone quite a few people suggesting that we should get an Instagram.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, the, the gram. The gram. I do, I mean, I don't know why you can't just get enough of us on all the platforms already. Yeah, I mean what what do you do on the gram? You have more it's more picture based. But we're videos. Yeah I think you can, can, you can have videos, videos on, there? on there. Yeah they've got IGTV um which is a monetize, a platform you can't yet monetize so I'm not interested in it it's not on my <laughs> radar. Uh, yeah I mean we don't need one.
2: I think we're we're bad enough at running a Facebook and Twitter account. I don't think we need to add more work to it. and uh, um, to my point Randy because I know you put a Facebook you run it. <laughs> What I mean by that is, you've got enough on your plate already. Oh yeah. Without having yes. another social media platform for us to try and grow. Yeah. And we've, we're yeah we're we're busy people. Maybe, so, we'll, maybe we'll give it to Pete. That will be his first
1: task. So is that all? Um, all we've got time for? I think it might be. Well, we are finally going home. Yeah. Me and Luke after. Well, I'm, well, I'm going out for dinner epic. with my mum, but yeah. I'm going to go home <laughs> and watch Captain America: Civil War, probably, with. Some chicken nuggets. Yeah? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And vegetables. <laughs> I've missed vegetables. Yeah. And daylight. What's Andy doing? <laughs> what's what's Andy doing?
5: Oh, I'm going on a date tonight, so it'd be it'd be fun. Eww.
4: Yeah. Eww. Where are you
1: going? Date slayer. Yeah, uh,
5: I'm going quite far, uh the bar next door.
1: <laughs> to bar ninety. Get a bar, really? Mm. Mm. Ooh. There's why did not you go to four quarters? Yeah. Um, There's video games. Because
5: there. Uh, I don't know. I it's a better idea, just isn't it? Went, uh, yeah. I, think you, <laughs> I think you need to. She suggested change. Bar 90 a while ago, so I just thought we'd go there.
2: To be honest, but the pub across the way is way better. Yeah. We'll go there. Stop date shaming me. We're trying to help you here, but a bit that, more that, pub, ideas? that pub is way nicer. It's got much nicer
1: beers. Oh, what? The pub. Um, I don't care about the corner. that. You no. get a discount there. If you say that you work down the road, they'll give you a discount.
5: Do they have nice food? they They've do cheese toasties. cheese toasties.
1: Yeah, they do cheese toasties. It's not the nicest. Yeah, I think got I'm... Got out back. I'm
5: more going for a burger, and they do good burgers next door. Hmm. Well,
2: you well, get, yeah, and you get... I suppose, yeah. If you're, if you're looking for food, I was going to say cause Four Quarters only does what,
1: pizza. What are the... What, what do the comments say? <laughs> what are the comments saying? Where should Andy go? Oh, well, they're he go all just to... calling
5: me incredibly handsome. Um, they're not saying that. I, I can see them too. <laughs> uh, they're just—they're just going yay and calling me Randy Dateson Oh, that's good.
2: <laughs> Very good, yeah. date
5: slayer. And Tomo suggesting that he is dating—I'm uh, dating him.
1: Oh, well, he is your number one fan. He, he certainly is. is he yeah. Is. I'm a little
2: bit concerned about your cough.
1: I know it's not going, is it? Yeah. Uh, I think that the the last week has exasperated it. But it's it's exasperated, exasperated, exasperated. What did I say?
2: You said exasperated, but I think you mean exacerbated.
1: Exacerbated. Yeah. Exasperated.
2: Exacerbate means to make things worse. Yeah. As we know from Shaun of the Dead, you're saying exasperated. Exasperate.
1: <laughs> and you're saying exacerbate. We're saying the exact same no, thing. No, you're saying it with a P. It's truth and Carmella. <laughs> exasperate. <laughs> exacerbate.
2: Examorate. <laughs> rates. <How> are we? <laughs> I think we're feeling a bit delirious now. I'm going to try and read an email. And this comes in from Martin Harmon. Interesting uh, topic here from Martin. Uh, Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and Chopper. Firstly, thanks for all the content over the WrestleMania weekend. Great stuff as always. When you were talking about the match between Kofi and Daniel Bryan, it reminded me of a time I had a small Rusev Hay with Walter. I was at a Progress show in London uh, when Walter won the Progress title, and the place became unglued. Everyone was celebrating, and after Walter left the ring, Jim Smallman did his thanking bit to the fans as everyone left. As he finished, I turned around, and at the merch table was a full in-gear Walter. I went over and quickly shook his hand and said, congratulations. I made it quick before everyone swarmed the table, but as I was there, someone helping hung up a Walter Progress Champion t-shirt with the date, chapter name, and venue on it, much like the Kofi match. This left me conflicted at the time. I know American sports teams make these sorts of shirts in advance for both winners, but I didn't really like the fact that the match clearly being predetermined was acknowledged. At the same time, I know merch is how these guys make a lot of money, so I shouldn't judge. What do you guys think? Should the feeling be the same between WWE guys and Indie guys, or should the Indie guys be left off as it helps their income? Thanks again, and since my last email, I've become a pledge hammer and love the League and additional podcasts. Well worth the $5 if anyone is thinking about it. Regards, Martin.
1: Yeah, I see the point. It's uh I understand why you would want to have it made. I guess you could just argue that you made you were so confident you were going to win, you made these t-shirts anyway. Yeah. The Kofi Bryan situation, I'm not that angry about the t shirt because they made both t shirts. Yeah. As they said later on in the show, the B team were modelling the Daniel Bryan is still the champion t shirt. So okay, I'm like, okay, the problem with that match was the plinth. Yes,
2: plinth was the issue.
1: Well, they had the new title obviously underneath it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the problem there. I agree.
2: And also to your point about um, should the uh, feeling be the same between WWE guys and indie guys, and should indie guys be left off as it helps their income? It helps WWE guys' income as well. I think there's a large portion of the money that WWE stars make is from merchandise sales. They probably make more from that than they do their actual job. It depends. Depends on how big of a star you are. Yeah. But like CM Punk used to say, like he'd get like checks every month for like millions of dollars uh, for merchandise sales. I was. You're welcome, CM Punk. <laughs> I bought
1: every single T-shirt. Yeah. So I had wristbands. Oh, why? I had CM Punk wristbands <laughs> because I was at a house show. I saw CM Punk, and I just wanted. I was delirious with fandom. I just want you, you know that when you are like, I just want to buy something with his name on. It was just that. Was blind. Purchasing once, yeah. Um, so uh, we've got this email in
2: last night as well during this SmackDown live review. This comes in from Lu- uh, Lucas in reference to our Raw review podcast. Greetings, Luke, Ollie, and the extremely trustworthy Laurie Blake, Chopper Pete, and the rest of the amazing Wrestletalk team. But never ever <laughs> Sandy, Mandy, Candy, Fandy, Datsun. <laughs> I was just listening to the most recent Talk podcast while I was feeding my four-month-old daughter and heard your battle with finding your wife's missing phone. I do have to deal with this issue on what seems like a daily basis. Also, my wife does leave her phone on vibrate as well. I have found the ultimate solution to this problem. I must preface by saying that I have an iPhone and live in the state, the great state of Texas. This may not work for you, but worth a try. Do not call the phone. Listening for a vibrating phone will drive you crazy. Instead, use the Find My iPhone app. In the app, there is play a player sound option, and this will play a loud ringing sound. Sound, even if the phone is on vibrate. I hope this helps you keep up the great and consistent work. Uh, and P.S. This is for you, Ollie. And yes, Luke, I spelled oil, not Ollie. Uh, and he sent you this image here because um, it's the sort of thing you really oh, enjoy. Oh,
1: God damn it. It's a... Uh, <coughs> it's a minion. A minion wearing a... Well, dressed as Bray Wyatt, maybe, there. <laughs> he's got a little Hawaiian shirt on. He's got a little hat on. He's wearing... He's holding a camera. And the caption that takes up the large majority of this image, reads, Life is like a camera. Focus on what's important. Capture the good times. Develop from the negatives. And if things don't work out, work out, take another shot. And focus, capture, develop, and take another shot are all slightly bolded in a different typeface and in a different colour. It's absolutely asinine trollop (laughs) that people who don't understand memes post on Facebook.
2: Ali has, if you've not listened to the old Flickr Myth podcast, or I think this was on Ramble Club, this came up your deep hatred of minion images or images of just like inspirational quotes that also has a minion on them mm. that is unconnected to the quote.
1: I find anyone who posts sincere, motivational cap- caption things like that anyway. You're going to say claptrap? Very annoying. <laughs> and, and anyway, because they are usually the the, the most. Self-sabotaging people, anyway. That that they always think like, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to do this thing. Here's and they post that they post because I know I know people like this. They've admitted it to me. They post it and they feel like they've already accomplished the thing. Like no, (laughs) that's the that's the thing you look at to help you accomplish the thing, and it gives them a little buzz of self-satisfaction and I have to deal with it on my Facebook feed and I'll end up unfriending you and then how do you make it worse? You add a minion. I like the minions. I think they're really, really funny. Bottom. Yeah, they're, they're like, I <coughs> enjoy the minion solo movie. I think they're really good slapstick performers. They're cute. But now you've just put them on an, a banal, inspirational quote. And I, I don't know. It's the Comic Sans. It's writing Comic Sans without using the font Comic Sans. And my wife doesn't have an iPhone, so that unfortunately does not help me as, <laughs> as advice. That would be fun, though, like because if it works, even if it's on silence, yeah. you can make people get very angry at it. Oh, yeah. So, like, say you're in the movies, you're at a theatre. Oh, then and then you are like, on my phone,
2: when I went to go see Pet Cemetery, just, just go to the toilet and do it. <laughs> when I went to go see Pet Cemetery last, God, when was that? Friday? God, that feels like a long time ago. Um, there was a woman who came in 20 minutes late into the film. Come on. And then ate a ginormous bag of crisps. It's a crunchy snack. And then took phone calls. Took a phone call. Yeah. Multiple. It's phone Not calls. Costa Love. But she was trying to be quiet about it because she was in a cinema. Oh well that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: considerate. <laughs> Uh, a special place. Yeah. Um, special place. Right next to the Minion posters yeah. for you in hell, lady. I saw a um
2: something on Twitter actually was about like unpopular cinema opinions. <laughs> you know, there's Twitter things like post your unpopular cinema opinions. And someone had tweeted saying, like, I think it's fine to talk during to films. They're loud enough anyway, you won't hear me. <laughs> 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 There's a special place for all of you next to Minion posters. That is all we've got time for on this show. Uh, Laurie and Pete will be here tomorrow for the NXT Ramble. and We won't have a weekend episode up, will we?
1: Um, no I think we're going to have a day off
2: we're going to have yeah we're yeah. going to have a, some time off I'm afraid yeah. uh, but we'll be back for Raw Smackdown and NXT next week and Superstar Shake-Up Superstar Shake-Up in, indeed so it's going to be a very busy week for us and if you are one of our Patreon pledge hammers the poll for Ramble Extra is currently open in the lead is WrestleMania 30 so that should be out in a couple of weeks if all goes to plan uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk to get involved over there thank you so much for listening take care I love you good Bye!